the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in a couple minutes after 4. Beautiful day again. Thank the Lord for that. A lot of sun. 69 the high. Uh, some clouds this evening down to 47. Tomorrow, good deal of sun again. Take that. 66 the high. Sixers lost 103-96 to the Knicks last night. Furkan Korkmaz with 19 points to lead the team. Uh, Andre Drummond, 14 points, 25 rebounds. Big game for him. Sixers head coach Dick, uh, Doc Robert, I'm sorry, Doc Rivers on the loss. I actually thought we ran out of gas several times. It was funny. In the first half, I thought we got unbelievable open shots. And you can just see the heavy legs. This is our fifth game in eight nights. Tomorrow will be our sixth game in nine nights. You know, shorthanded. So it is what it is. I love the effort. You know, I, I thought fatigue was an absolute factor tonight for us. We got the lead. Thought that was a big stretch. We went small, was making a run, and then Danny had to come out, and that made us go too small. So there were little things in the game where I thought that I liked. And honestly, I, I, I thought we had a lot of good shots that just didn't go in. Part of that is fatigue. Stock Rivers of the 76ers, their head coach, Seth Curry, talked after the game as well about the fact that the team has to deal with a smaller roster right now with some of the injuries. Uh, just stick to the routine. Stick to the routine, listen to your body. You got to be smart about getting work on the court and not overdoing it. So this is how the NBA is. Usually not with like seven, eight players, but, you know, going coming into a season, you're going to have stretches like this. Seth Curry had the Sixers. I mentioned Drummond a little while ago when I looked at the score sheet last night. 25 rebounds. That's like a monster night. Uh, he commented as well on despite the loss the in the small roster, there's good chemistry on the team. We all like each other. I think uh, with this team here, we we found a way to just gel regardless of who's available to play or not. Uh, we genuinely want to win, and we all have one common goal, so it's easy to play with anybody on this team. Those 25 rebounds by Drummond, you don't see that many typically. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's 5, 6, 8, 12, something like that. Uh, but he had double what most folks get. And then maybe think, I wonder what the record is and all that. And I'm looking up Wilt Chamberlain, uh, you know, who played for the Sixers for a while back in the 60s. And, and uh, he actually averaged more than 25 rebounds per game for about three seasons. His first three years in the league, Wilt Chamberlain averaging more than 25 rebounds a game in first career. I think it was 20, almost 23 rebounds a game for his entire career, which tells you how amazing he was as a player. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni also did a little press conference action talking about the big picture and his relationship with 
GM Harry Ro- uh, Harry Roseman. Howie and I, we talk about everything, the communication, players. Um, you know, that's obviously our biggest our biggest talking point is the players on this football team. And so it's it's everything. Like that's We are evaluating. He's getting, you know, we're talking through who played well, who played poorly, who played okay, why they did what they did, all sorts of things like that. So there are so many pieces to getting better every single day. That is a big part of it, right, of the guys out there. I think we have everybody in this building that we need to win football games. And so we got to play better. We got to coach better to be able to do that. But I think you've seen us at a, in a spot where when we're playing consistent, we can play pretty well. But it's the consistency is not there right yet. You know, that's my job as a head coach to get to get it there. But I do believe we have everybody in this building we need to, to win this division and, you know, and, and to win football games to be able to move on. Again, I don't want to sit here and say anything about to win this game right here. We only think about this one game right here. And so, you know, I, I believe we have we have good pieces on this team and I'm excited to work with all the pieces on this team as far as the discussion of players and what we're looking for and we have constant communication with that and so yeah I'm very appreciative of the open relationship between our uh, personnel department our coaching department. It's Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni and initially asked about Eagles uh, general manager also their executive vice president Howie Roseman. Uh, and if you missed it, just want to let you know that our Trans World Radio goal was hit and exceeded. 210 radios came in. The goal was 190. We entered this past weekend at 183. And over the weekend, I guess that would be, what, 27? 27 came in. So 210 wind-up radios will be heading to Africa to bring the gospel there. And certainly, you want to find out more about the ministry of Transworld Radio, TWR.org, for that. Thanks to everyone who helped out. What a wonderful thing to be able to team up with the WFIL family every now and again to be a blessing. And that's one very practical way. I love working with TWR. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it, you listen to the radio right now. You, don't, you, you know what it means to you. And so uh, we're glad to be able to give that gift to somebody else. Looking forward to having Kathy Barnett join us today. She is running for U.S. Senate, and a year from now will be the election, I guess November 8th, so uh, 364 days from now. She has to clear a hurdle first, which is the primary in May, and there's a lot of folks who are competing for, I think it's Pat Toomey is retiring, and there are a lot of folks clamoring for the opportunity to be part of the race there. So we'll talk with Kathy uh, along the way. We also have a couple of new contests going on. want to make sure you're aware of and get you some uh, some context for. We've had a number of interviews in conjunction with the contest that we do. So help yourself to, in the meantime, if you want to, just go to WFL.com, look on the contest page, and you'll see a plethora of contests. And I'm telling you, there are more coming. It's a fun thing to be able to present to uh, our WFL family to have a chance to go in and win, whether it's uh, your mortgage or rent being paid for a year, or just a CD to listen to and everything in between. We have a lot of contests, and it's all part of our Rewards Club, which is a free thing to join takes a minute to do it's sort of like a listener loyalty club and when you once you get in it you can enter all these different contests very quickly so help yourself to that that and uh one other thing speaking of giveaways every now and again we'll open the text line up and encourage you to text in to get a gift card and i think today would be a good day for that so if you would like a gift card to any of the four following duncan uh, panera rita's or wawa text me at 610 500 Dove, 610 500 3683. All it needs is your name, address, and the zip in there, too. And it's a guaranteed win. We're not drawing, you'll actually get a gift card. $5.60. We make it, you know, smaller, but enough for, like, to be able to spread them out and have a lot of folks get one. 
So you can go get a couple of coffees or you can go get a, you know, a couple of donuts or a hoagie or whatever you want to do or water ice. If they're still open, some places may still be open uh, with, the, with the warmer weather. Uh, so whatever the case is, or you can save it for spring. Here's the number one more time, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Text anytime between now and 5, and you'll get one. The only caveat is you uh, can't have you know one in the past month and one per household. Other than that, have at it, and we'll be glad to mail those out this week. More coming up. It's Tim DeMoss Show today on WFIL. Thanks for listening in. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Fix my eyes on you. AM560 WFIL and uh, WFL.com on the app. That's for King and Country and Fix My Eyes. I play that song for a couple of reasons. One is they are uh, kind of the center of one of the contests that we have going. I just printed this off. Where's my paper on this fine contest? You can, basically, you can see them in concert in uh, Atlanta. And this contest just went up in the last couple of days. And I lost my place. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So it's called the For King and Country Christmas Experience Sweepstakes, CDs, apparel, and the grand prize, which includes flying you and a guest to Atlanta to see the concert and accommodations as well. Part of that. So that's one of the contests uh, that you could enter at WFIL.com. For King and Country, Luke Smallbone is one of the two brothers. Uh, that are you know, part of that. They're younger brother of Rebecca St. James, if you follow Christian music. Rebecca did a lot of music for a lot of years, and uh, Luke's one of the brothers that's part of For King and Country, and actually had Luke on the program, uh, I'm going to say a year and a half ago, talked to him simply about why uh, he and his brother do Christian music. Well, and that's the song again. This. Well, I think the reason why you, you get into uh, music, I think it's similar to probably why you get into uh Radio. I mean, you don't get into it because you're like, oh, I, I want to make a great living doing this, or <laughs> I get into this because I'm, I'm wanting to. I want. I want accolades. I want people to cheer for me. You know, you get into it because you believe in the power of music. You believe in the power of radio. You believe in what takes place. And so, uh, you know, all those other things that kind of, in some cases, distractions as to really the reason why you do uh, what you do, and the reason why we do what we do is we believe in the hope of Jesus. You know, and we want to showcase that in in whatever creative way we can do that. And uh, and fortunately for us, we have been able to you know use some of that creativity, and we want to be able to continue to push boundaries and do different things because I believe that if you're in touch with uh, the creator of the universe, then your creativity should be good. And so let's we're going to do our best to, to do our best to, to showcase uh, that creativity. That's Luke Smallbone for from King uh, for King and Country. His brother Joel is part of that group as well. And the song "Fix My Eyes" just played there, straight out of Hebrews chapter twelve, perhaps one of the best known passages of Scripture. Hebrews twelve one and two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, which you can read about in Hebrews chapter eleven, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. So have fun. Get entered for that uh, for King and Country Christmas Experience sweepstakes at WFIL.com. It's actually right on our homepage in addition to the contest page. And if it's not there yet, it's going to be soon. Another contest that we mentioned yesterday in conjunction with a guest we had on yesterday, a CD by the group Apologetics. They're a parody band, Christian parody band. They have 63 albums out now. The 63rd is uh, called Never Before, But Then Again. And we had Jay Jackson, the lead singer of Apologetics, on the program yesterday And what's interesting, and kind of piggybacking off what Luke Smallbone just said, Jay didn't get into doing Christian parody band stuff because he wanted to be in a Christian band, per se, although he did have band aspirations. It actually, this the whole parody thing that they've done, hundreds and hundreds of songs and 63 albums have come from Bible study. And so Jay talked about that a little bit yesterday. I thought I was done with rock and roll. My aspirations... Before I got saved, that was like my dream, is to be a rock and roll. See, I mean, I used to sing in bar bands and garage bands. They'd always fall apart just when they were getting good. And then uh, once God really got a hold of me, I mean, I I can look at his influence on my life plenty of times leading up to that. But whenever there was the never the no turning back point in early 1988, I, got, I even got rid of my albums. I, I thought I was done with music because I felt music had been like a god to me. And... I was quite content to just be focused on reading the Bible, and, you know, I didn't know if God wanted to be a missionary or what, and uh, I was kind of surprised <laughs> whenever, after, you know, I don't know, six months to a year, when uh, he started giving me clear direction. I mean, not, I didn't hear an audible voice, and it wasn't like, oh, this is my desire, and I'm just going to, I was surprised. I really didn't expect, but uh, started uh, doing music, original music at the time, and then did parodies, uh, mainly to start teaching myself the Bible, and uh, um, and uh, eventually, I never thought there was any, um, <laughs> you know, that would be a, a good uh, money-making scheme, and that's good, because it's not, but it has been a, a, a viable vocation for, right. uh, you know, 30 years doing it with the band, and, and, and my job for 22 years, I've been doing it full-time for 22, so yeah, God, God is amazing. Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, that Christian parody band, as they're often subtitled, and uh, the, the importance of reading Scripture coming through again with what he said with the song from for King and Country a couple minutes ago. The newest album, I'm going to play a song for you here, which, again, you can go to our site, WFL.com. If, if, it might be up this afternoon, if not tonight or tomorrow, the beginning of the opportunity to win the CD I'm about to play for you here. The, this is a song from the 80s. It's a, The album features songs from the 80s. And uh, if you remember the song by Billy Ocean called Caribbean Queen, or as he says, Caribbean Queen, there's different ways to pronounce it. Uh, this is a t- takeoff on, uh, it's actually called, uh, instead of uh, Caribbean Queen, it's called Arrogant Queen. And it's based on several passages of Scripture. Second Kings chapter 11 is one of them. And uh, here's, uh, here's a bit of that Scripture, and then I'll, I'll get the song rolling. When uh, Talia, the mother of Ahaziah, saw her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King Jehoram and sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the royal princes, who were about to be murdered. She put him and his nurse in a bedroom to hide him from Athaliah, so he was not killed. 
He remained hidden with his nurse at the temple of the Lord for six years while Athaliah ruled the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent for the commanders of units of a hundred, the Karaites and the guards, and had them brought to him at the temple of the Lord. He made a covenant with them and put them under oath at the temple of the Lord. Then he showed them the king's son. And then it goes on from there. But, it, you know, if you haven't read the Old Testament for a while, there's a lot of blood in the Old Testament. There's a lot of battles, a, a lot of army fighting, a lot of marching up and besieging this city and burning it to the ground. I mean, there's a lot of it. I've been reading through the OT for the, for a while now, and it's very interesting, very, the story, I mean, I've read through it before, but to to reread these, these stories, they're there. And so apologetics's deal is each song has at least one passage of scripture behind it, sometimes two or four or five, and they're listed with the song. So if you're the kind of like to dig back in, or perhaps you want to lead a Bible study in a different way, or you're a pastor at a church and you want to have a little something, a little fun for the congregation, you might want to look up Apologetics' music. Uh, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X is how you can find them online, apologetics.com. So this is, uh, the, again, from their brand new CD that we're going to be giving away, if not today, starting the next day or so, uh, called Never Before, but then again, happens to be 80s parodies. They do 50s right through the present day as well, all kinds of styles. And the takeoff on Billy Ocean's Caribbean Queen, this is Arrogant Queen by Apologetics. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. Apologetics from their brand new CD, which we're giving away. Either today or tomorrow, we're going to have that up on our site. Never before, but then again, and the new CD is all 80s music. There are 63 in all, so have fun. If you have have that sense of humor thing going and like it to be steeped in Scripture, that's what Apologetics is really all about. Jay Jackson joined us yesterday to talk about the new record. That's one of the songs from it. actually want to give you another quick clip from our conversation with Jay yesterday because he said something about the fact that he he really... Uh, the importance of keeping his nose in the Word of God all the time uh, since he became a believer in the late 80s. I started reading the Bible in, uh, actually, in 1987, the year before I gave my heart to the Lord, or, you know, he came to take possession of it. Um, I uh, I started reading the Bible, and I was trying to make myself good enough for God at the time. I really found the Bible fascinating, but um, when Jesus said things like, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, I thought, there's not going to be anything left of me. And uh, I really did. I thought, this, this, I was totally attracted to the personality of Jesus, but um, boy, this was tough. I mean, everything he said rang true to me, and I just didn't know how to, to get that. And it was only, so eventually I kind of threw up a prayer and said, Lord, if you're for real, have mercy on me, but i got to go look, look in other places and come back for me. So, so I just lived like the guy did in Ecclesiastes, Solomon. You know, I tested my mind with folly and uh, just took off the break. Uh, but a year later, I started reading the Bible again, and uh, and that was right after I, I went to an empty church, Super Bowl Sunday. Neither of our teams was in it. It was the Washington Redskins and Denver Broncos, the Doug Williams Super Bowl. And um, I just poured my heart out to the Lord and uh, and basically said, I didn't know what a sinner's prayer was or anything. You know, he did. Um, I thought the church was empty, but he was there. I was empty. He came in. I started reading the Bible again. And never stopped after that. All of a sudden, it made sense. Before, it was great, but it didn't, like, make sense totally to me. It, it 
totally changed me when I came to him on his terms and said, I'm a sinner. If there's a hell, I think I'm going to go. I don't want to go. I need you to come into my, my life. He did. And um, I started reading. And I don't think I've missed a day since then. That was like, uh, it was almost 34 years ago. Now, it's not because I'm so great or anything like that. I just need to, um, you know, I, I just need it. And I, I read the Bible all the way through. I liked it so much. I read it again and again and again. Some of those early days when I was single, didn't have kids, you know, I could read it a couple times in a year. Now I read it at least once a year. Um, and with our fans, we, in our newsletters every week, we have, I, I have a Bible reading plan I do, and it doesn't start on Genesis in January. It just, you work through the Bible in about 355 days. It takes about three chapters a day. Anyway, so we've just been working our way through. I'm reading uh, in Isaiah right now, and uh, it's the only book I ever found that gets better every time you read it. And I love books, but there's no book I love as much as the Bible. Nothing comes close, and and we love it. And uh, and I just mm. I love being able to to do songs about stories from the Bible. And there's so much stuff. It's Jay Jackson again, lead singer of Apologetics, uh, and some great words there. Interestingly enough, back to the song there, Caribbean Queen, that we played the parody of, uh, Arrogant Queen. I worked in a top forty radio for a few years. And that song actually came out in 1984, I think it was. And there were other versions of it in other parts of the world. So it, there was uh, African queen and European queens, depending on where it was being released, which is, uh, you know, you don't typically do that sort of thing. But that, I'm not sure what the strategy was, but I guess it's to endear yourself to the part of the world you're in. So in any case, that's just a little sidebar on that on that song. Uh, so here we go. We have a quick break to take, and then Kathy Barnett's going to join us. She is running for U.S. Senate uh, a year from now is when the actual election is for that November 8th. And uh, in the meantime, there's a primary in May that she has to clear that hurdle first. But we'll get to hear from her and see where her, her heart and head are at with all these things. And um, the door is open. We have, Every now and again, we may be having some guests, different uh, political guests on or whatever uh, to share where they're coming from and their thoughts on things. So we welcome that piece of the of the puzzle, if you will on our program. Also invite you to continue texting in. I'll do a few congratulations here for folks who want to get a free gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. The cards are $5.60. You can have one free. It's not a drawing. You get one free. All I need is your name and address with the zip code so we can just mail it right out. You're hearing the phone ding. A lot of folks are texting in. One per household, and you can't have one in the past month. That's it. Otherwise, text in and you get one. You got to do it before 5 o'clock. Quick break. Kathy Barnett joins us next in WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 435 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in today. We uh, are welcoming aboard now our special guest today, running for U.S. Senate. Her name is Kathy Barnett. Hey, Kathy, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we, we had you on last year. We were running one of the races, I think it was against Madeline Dean at the time. And now you are looking to run for U.S. Senate, which is a pretty big endeavor. Uh, you know, I guess a year from now is when, when things happen. What What's on your plate with regard to even just kind of what's involved for you? As someone who's campaigning, there's lots of, lots of stuff to manage, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, it is. It is not a battle for the weak at all, I can assure you. Our nation is in trouble uh, from within and without. Um, I earnestly believe that our country is sitting on a knife's edge right now. And this thing really could go either way. 
Um, and so I am very grateful to God that, you know, he has ordered my steps into this particular calling, running for U.S. Senate. It is formidable. And so one of the, you know, obviously my constant concern is, you know, how can I get in front of more and more people? Because I believe once Americans hear who I am, my story, how I got to this point and my view on issues that really matter to us, then they will move towards our campaign. And so we have seen that and um, it's, it's going really, really well from that perspective. What are some of the things that are on your mind at the moment and, and kind of piggybacking off what you said also as you are talking with folks as word is spreading that you hear people say this is what I wish was being addressed and I'm not seeing any action or any progress yeah well you know I mean uh, at the top of mind would be these these mandates right uh, these vaccine mandates uh, they are very real I meet people all the time who are losing their jobs under threat of losing their jobs and now that the FDA and CDC has green-lighted the, uh, the use of the vaccines for children as young as five years old and older, um, now parents, rightfully so, are beginning to have real concerns about uh, vaccine mandates for their babies. And so these things are really, really real. And, you know, just so people understand where I stand on um, whether we're talking about vaccine mandates for our children or even understanding the curriculum that is being taught to our children, specifically as we talk about the CRT, critical race theory, I believe in parental choice. I believe parents know best. I believe no one loves my children more than I do. I, I believe that the, the teachers union, school boards, um, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Biden, no one loves my children more than I do. And I believe that if Americans are given uh, proper information, then we will sit down and make the best choice possible for our family. So I am not anti-vaccine. Um, I, I, I've never questioned the efficacy of the vaccines itself. What I question and what I am vehemently opposed to is the federal government sticking their foot on our necks and telling us we like it. We don't like it. And so I am a huge proponent of parental choice. And quite frankly, secondly, I, I believe the FDA has a credibility issue. Um, I believe the FDA of today is the exact same FDA of 25 years ago that unleashed the opioid epidemic on our country. And the manner in which they do it is taking a is, is, is similar to what they're doing today with Big Pharma. 25 years ago in 1995, uh, we did not have an opioid crisis. Uh, we did not have people dying in the streets over overdosing on opioid or heroin. Um, but 95 years ago, Big Pharma colluded and weaponized uh, the FDA, and they allowed, they created um, an open gate that has flooded our country with opioids. And now today, Big Pharma is once again weaponizing the FDA and flooding the market or pushing or greenlighting these vaccines on our perfectly healthy children. Yeah, folks just tuning in, we're chatting with Kathy Barnett. Uh, if I have it right, barnettforsenate.com is where folks can also kind of keep up with the campaign and, and help out if they want to or volunteer. I'm sure there's a lot of ways that people can get involved. Uh, and Barnett with an E on the end, to be clear. To be clear. Um, it's interesting, Kathy, uh, you know, people in any, anybody you ask will say we, our country is very divided. We need to come together. But that doesn't match with forcing people to do things they don't want to do. You know, I mean, th th those messages don't they're incongruous. 
So I do believe that our nation is, uh, you know, there's a highly divisive uh, spirit in our country right now. Right now, we are a nation divided. And I believe a lot of it is intentional. I believe a lot of it has been stoked by those who have an agenda. Whether that agenda is primarily on the left or the right, it doesn't really matter to me. What matters is that we are not talking about the things that really matter, i.e. parental choice, i.e. medical freedom, i.e. these high energy prices that are, um, that are upon us, uh, the inflation. Um, how we exited Afghanistan, uh, the open borders right now. We are not talking about the things that matter. But what gives me hope is when I look at what happened, what took place in Virginia, um, you know, and what, you know, one of the things with Republicans, our side of the aisle, we get a win and then we sit back and kick our feet up and call it a day. No, what happened, what we saw last Tuesday is we did see a red wave in the number of Republicans who were elected. What we did not see was a red wave in margins. We did not win these seats by large margins. It was truly by the skin on our teeth. And so what should we glean from that? We should glean that we can win. We can win. Our issues um, across political divides. Um, Republicans are not the only ones who want safe borders. Republicans are not the only ones who want low gas prices. So uh, Republicans are not the only ones who want parental uh, choice to be um, to be an established norm in our schools and other places. So we can win on the issues. That's a great takeaway. But the other thing we need to take away from what we saw in last week's elections is that we need to be very clear about the type of candidate we are putting up. We did not win by such a large margin that it doesn't matter who we put into the who we put as candidates into these positions. And when you look at Yunkins, for example, I mean, he was able to stick to the issues. Um, he didn't cling to the left or to the right. He stuck to the issues. And when you stick to the issues, we win. He also did not have, um, you know, skeletons falling out of his closet. Right. Uh, he He's likable. He's kind. Uh, he didn't come across as an elitist. And so we really need to be very mindful as we march into next year and select the candidate for the seat that I'm running for. Um, be very clear about the type of candidate we are putting up. Yeah, Kathy, uh, uh, just two other quick questions. One is has to do with the, the you know the the position itself of being a U.S. senator and the idea of representing Pennsylvania uh, to the the co- country at large. And I guess the other way around because there's a two way street. What are your thoughts on on your role as a senator and and how you know what's important to to do the job well? Listen, I love my country. I think that should start being, um, you know, uh, a, a prerequisite that the people we are elected actually love this country. And you see that more so than not when you're looking at those who are w- running and winning um, over on the um, the House of Representatives. We have a number of people who believe this nation is systemically racist, who believe this nation is evil at its core and should be fundamentally dismantled. So going forward, let's make a promise within ourselves that we will do the work of electing people who, one, actually like this country. Uh, I I love this country. Um, I spent 10 years in the U.S. 
military army reserves. Um, I was accepted into officer candidacy school and I made a very clear decision at a very young age that if I was called to lay my life down for this country, I would have, you don't lay your life down or be willing to lay your life down or even entertain the possibility of laying your life down if you hate something. I love my country. I want to see our country do well. We need to get people in office. The second point uh, who want to see our country moving forward. We need to get our country working again. Our country right now is not working for the overwhelming majority of those who find themselves within the middle class. Um, and it's certainly not working for those who find themselves below the the economic uh, ladder. I grew up on a pig farm in southern Alabama. I grew up below the the economic ladder. Uh, we were so poor, we couldn't afford the other O, so we would just pull. And I don't even know how we survived that, but we did. Um, and, you know, and, and so we need to get people in office who, one, actually love the country, two, actually want to see the country move forward. I believe we have those in office today who is very intentional, it appears to me, of keeping our nation divided. Because if they can keep us divided, that is how you can um, destroy the country. That is how certain people can stay in power, is that they create an environment where they are forever needed for something and people are not strong and able to stand on their own two feet. So I think if we can start with just those two things, getting people in office who love the country, people in office who understand the art of conversation and compromising where we should be compromising in order to move our nation forward. Uh, I think those, if we can get those two things right, we're headed in the right direction. Kathy, do you think that people sometimes just don't really think about the human nature aspect of any office. Let's say you're, I think of coronavirus in general and masks and vaccines. I think sometimes people see it as a very binary thing. You either had a shot or you didn't, you're either wearing a mask or you're not, but they don't even allow for the fact that, well, who, who benefits from those things? Who, uh, you know, for example, an employer could let some people go all in the name of COVID uh, with, with tough times and they let employees go that they really didn't like. It had nothing to do with COVID or drive through, keeping their <laughs> stores closed because it, it's easier to, to do. Maybe they couldn't get employees, which is true in some cases, but maybe they find it's fiscally better for them to never open their doors again. So there's like, uh, just in your experience, just, uh, it just popped into my mind the thought of, you know, there's there's a lot going on, not to sound conspiracy-ish, but to, to not be naive either and realize it's not just as, as simple as what it seems on the face value, necessarily. What is encouraging to me as I look at what took place in Virginia, for example, which should not have gone to a Republican, but what is of interest to me is that when, you know, when we were, when everyone was living well, and we had a very low unemployment number. Everyone was working, everyone was thriving, doing well, taking extravagant vacations, regardless of where you found yourself on the economic ladder of life. Um, you, we ha- you have the, the option of, you know, um, what's the word, Devil, uh, a living in theory, right? Yeah. Um, you know, focusing on what I called uh, first world problems. Right. Uh, you know, you have a lot of privileges, right, to theorize, oh, this nation is systemically racist, let's go and pull down statues. Yes, yes, let's, let's do that, right? But right now, we are now coming out of theory, and many people are finding themselves in reality of what communists really looks like. What we're dealing with right now 
is what communist really looks like. And it's not even as bad as it can get and will get. Um, but when you have a president who sits in office and believes that he can unilaterally just create um, laws and mandates that now people are getting fired over. This started with Biden using some obscure OSHA ruling in order to um, to 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 press upon the nation his view of the world, right? And let's not forget these mandates do not impact the White House, do not impact um, uh, Congress, right? So those who are making the laws have excluded themselves from the impact of the law. Um, but for the rest of us peasants, we have to endure from this person who is acting very much like a communist leader. Um, is, you know, the rules are for thee and not for me. And I believe that as people are, you know, coming out of theory and now living the reality of this very oppressive regime we have in the White House and who, ha who have the majority in both the House and the Senate, people are now, you know, uh, their eyes are, are opening. Um, so I don't think it's, uh, you know, conspiracy theory when you look at, you know, those parents who primarily voted Democrat, but now they're looking at the teachers union asking Biden to label them as domestic terrorists and then Biden sticking uh, the highest law enforcement officer in the land on them. And so you have Attorney General uh, Garland uh, sticking the FBI on these parents who are questioning what is being taught to their children. So now people are coming out of theory land and now walking in reality. And I believe that as, as these energy prices continue to increase and inflation and food prices continue to go up and the price of gas continue to go up, that could go up well over $4. I believe people are more and more going to get out of theory and start living in reality and begin to demand more of what we saw in Virginia. Yeah. Kathy Barnett, been kind enough to spend some time with us today. She's running for U.S. Senate. A year from now is the election. You can find out more, Barnett, for Senate.com. And last, uh, just ending, um, you mentioned, you know, no, no, no matter who's in office, I will tell you, Kathy, I always say this to myself. I try to remind each other, uh, whoever's elected in any election, any level, I want to pray for them because I'm sure there's a lot of wisdom that's needed. I also do pray that if there are people in power who are, are you know, going, leading the country in the wrong direction, that God would help see fit that they uh, are not in power very long on any, again, on any level. But um, is there something people can pray for you about and or how your, your faith comes into play with regard to, uh, you know, as you seek to serve in Senate, in the Senate? Yeah, um, I believe only God can help us now. <laughs> And I don't say that to be trite. I believe our nation is so far down this particular path um, that um, barring, um, you know, intervention, um, I don't know how we can get out of this. I earnestly believe our nation is sitting on a knife's edge. And so my prayer is that, um, and what I ask uh, your listeners to come alongside me in praying, is that um, that God will begin to remove the scales uh, from people's eyes, that we will begin to see very clearly what is happening in our country. My prayer that God will, you know, um, in the book of um, um, uh, with Ezekiel, uh, he was praying, God, I'm the only one who's serving you. And God said, no, 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 I have 7,000 um, um, in waiting. That God. So my prayer for us today is that God begin to raise up those 7,000 plus.
mm. uh, to begin to put their hand to the plow of what uh, and and um, and whatever uh, it is that God is, um, wh- whatever the direction our nation is going, that we will get off the sidelines, we will get off the couch, we will get off of Facebook, and we will put our hands to the plow and begin to engage. Um, my prayer that people will engage around, coalesce around this campaign. But regardless of what it is, that we begin to wake up and get involved. Kathy, it's great to uh, have time with you today. Maybe we can catch up with you again as the campaign unfolds and as the year rolls along here. I guess May 17 in Pennsylvania is the big date for you, the primary part, and then the major election uh, follows in November of next year. So uh, one day at a time, right? And uh, we really appreciate your time and sharing your heart on these things. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Kathy Barnett, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. Kathy, uh, Republican, she has uh, Jeff Bartos is in that mix, Sean Gale. Um, who else is there? Sean Parnell. So I think if I, I'm not a political junkie, uh, but there, you know, Pat Toomey is retiring. And so there are Democrats and Republicans and maybe others will come in the, in the mix to try to win the election for that seat. So if I think I have my facts straight, Kathy has to win the Republican part. And then you have uh, the Democrats, uh, like Connor Lamb is in there. And I think um, Malcolm Kenyatta and um, Val Arkush. And there's like another six or seven. And someone comes from that and then goes up against Kathy. And then next fall is the uh, actual election, uh, the 8th of November. So, um, yeah, also, also just so you know, you know, we don't do a whole lot of uh, political comment uh, interviews on the program, but every now and again we do. I think it's fine. Uh, um, there's a lot of that flying around in the world, so I don't do a lot of it, but I think it's also not necessarily good to do nothing. Uh, and it's kind of the thing where we, we will have, if, like if any of the candidates who want to, I mean, there's, there's only a hundred of these folks. Who are gonna, we're talking U.S. Senate, two from each state, and Kathy could be one of them. So we're talking a pretty important position, but if any of the candidates who are running want to have some time on the, the show, we will do that. Uh, in fact, not in this race, but we had uh, Senator Bob Casey joined us about uh, six, seven weeks ago. So um, want to you know build some common ground, see you know get to know just because you may oppose somebody or how they come where they're coming from, it doesn't mean you should just never talk to them, right, or yell at them. So anyhow, um, anyway, that's the spirit in which things are done. Quick break, and then I want to wrap up with the congratulations. Last call if you want to get a free gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. Just text me at six ten five hundred Dove. Text not call. Text six ten five hundred thirty six eighty three. They're $5.60 a piece, enough for you to get a couple of coffees, a couple of donuts, whatever it is, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Schenkentown, just simply thanking you for listening to the radio station. Uh, and I think that's about it. Just you, you can't have one in the past month. We want to spread it out, the, the winning and one per household. But it's a guaranteed win, not a drawing. So text in in the next few minutes and we'll uh, get you, uh, you know, make sure that you're a winner. Back to just rattle off a few congratulations before we wrap up. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. We've got some fun music going into these promo beds lately. Jumpy fun. I like it. Hey, congratulations to Iris in Telford, getting a Dunkin' gift card. Paul in Philly, a Wawa. Gloria in Philly, Juan Rita's. David, a fellow Penn State fan. Springfield, PA. Wanting a Panera gift card, as did Lou in Philly. Diana texted in from Philly, got a Duncan card, and Donna in Swedesboro, New Jersey said, I'll take Wawa, poor Flavor. So those are the winners we have who took time to text in. We do this every now and again. $5.60 gift cards courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Thanks for listening in.
We'll wrap things up here and pass the baton to Alistair Begg, Truth for Life at 5. Looking forward to doing the program again tomorrow. Feel free to tell a friend about the show, and we appreciate your prayers, too. Have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.